I've learned to own my smile. It's not a forced smile. There was a time my smile was very fake. Mm-hmm. So happiness is Punjabi digital media was very sensational. There was negative news. Oh, yes. There was news of uh, uh, literally uh, Karelu. Uh, you know, there's a fight. A husband is catching uh, his uh, wife having an affair. So that kind of uh, news were going on. At that point, I just decided that I'm not going to do that. You know, there was a time I used to keep my ring on just to pretend that I'm married. Uh, uh, started working. Uh, men being men, they will hit on a single woman. And once the ring is off, you're a free target. I used to get really upset, and my sister said something very nice to me. She said. Maybe you are there to, you know, set the standard. You maybe you are there to teach these men. No. Mm. Ma'am, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, so the reason I wanted to speak with you is because there are a lot of things that are not so much often talked about, especially in the society we live in. So first of all, thank you so much for being on the podcast, ma'am. My pleasure. uh so i just wanted to start with the very like this is a question that i've asked to a lot of guests on the podcast and while we were having the conversation before this i i felt that i should ask you this question do you think everything happens for a greater good because i know you have been through a lot of ups and downs in your life so in hindsight do you think whatever happened or the decisions you made do you think it happened for a greater good greater good for my good yes the uh, journey that my soul is supposed to take yes i do think cuz at that point you there are a lot of things i uh, was very angry with the, my family my father with the world that why did you not uh, let me decide my own path why did you you know but then i realize now that i'm glad i did not uh, go down that road i i won't be the person i am today maybe life would have been easier Mm-hmm. but i won't be the person i am today do you think uh, like you know for people who get things in life very easily do you think like it made you a better person because uh, you had a lot of challenges you had a lot of difficulties lot of hurdles <laughs> maybe i'm i was a kind of person who was not ready to learn a easy lesson some people are ready to learn the life lessons easily and you know so maybe life gives us maybe i am the kind of person who who's a you know a very stubborn person and needed some hard lessons to okay. learn uh, my true potential or what i'm capable of do you enjoy this life oh uh, <laughs> it's a um, the days i'm very yeah. happy the times i'm very good but yes somewhere um, see uh, how uh, the paths are different as a girl child you're trained to be something else. there's mm. something uh, in you which makes you desire the normal things okay. and uh, when everybody around you is normal and you're the only so called abnormal or you know so called different person different. who has a different life how many separated women do you see not a lot not a lot so uh, uh, and then when you have to go to a court and uh, be cross examined for a divorce and everybody says why are you fighting for divorce rehne de aise chalta rahega chup chap jio then you like no no i want my name to be my own you know yes. things you want so uh, there are desires that have been maybe part of my training or i i uh, often think like what is my journey supposed to be am i supposed to find happiness just on your own like a lot of people say happiness is within but if we as human beings have come on this earth isn't it all about making relations isn't it about a man woman uh, relationship so that is always on my mind that uh, so yeah some desires are there but uh, i've learned to own my smile it's not a forced smile there was a time my smile was very fake mm-hmm. so happiness is hard work absolutely i think uh being happy or finding happiness in yourself is one of the toughest things but it's worth it i believe it's worth it yeah because you have to live either you can choose yeah, to live you don't have a choice yeah, like you have a choice i tried that also <laughs> i went down that <laughs> black hole also um but uh, you have a choice but if you have decided to live then i don't want to live like a depressed sad person i want to enjoy every moment so even if this is not the life that i dream of maybe i have more desires uh, unfulfilled i'm still going to enjoy this day i'm living that is the only thing i i have decided so to me you seem like a woman who has made like lot of unconventional decisions you have tried a lot of things so do you still do that like especially in your professional life now you are leading 
a team like you you're leading so many people you are responsible for so many people do you think or do you take unconventional decisions right now i don't know i don't think of them they're unconventional i think uh, if you go back why were we happy as children because we always listen to our heart Mm. right so here also um, i tried when i came into journalism when i started my career i went into ngo i was working with child labor so i was very happy working with children this was talking about politics all day now i'm a political journalism <laughs> dealing with politicians and you know um, as a, a rogerian uh, psychologist you have the uh, i guess ability or disability to look at everybody the good in everybody okay and to deal with the politician and see a good in them <laughs> so it's very difficult uh, here also i've learned to listen to my heart that uh, I, i don't follow when we uh, started this channel uh, digital because i didn't have the money to start a, a proper hmm. satellite or channel i uh, had uh, my gold jewelry that and i you know sold it off and some i took a gold loan on because i didn't want to be a burden and say ke paise leke phir se you know start life again yes. so uh, at that point punjabi digital media was very sensational there was negative news oh, yes. there was news of uh, uh, literally kharelu uh, uh, you know there's a fight a husband is catching uh, his uh, wife having an affair so that kind of uh, news were going on at that point i just decided that i'm not going to do that so positive stories and i think we created a niche for ourselves that people expect positive stories which work towards solutions uh, work towards deeper conversation so when i started because i'm a psychologist so my interviews were very calm mm. conversations so uh, people used to comment uh, that uh, you know you're not asking you're not interrupting but i don't want to i want to listen so but now i think where we've reached it's a daily struggle to to be number 1 number 2 number 3 channel but if we are in the top then i would say that yes people have learned to listen along with me so we have created that market so this is for listening to your heart i think something is said this is i think the most underrated skill to be an empathetic listener and i think that's that's one of the i think that must be one of the major factors uh, like you know that that contributes toward your success that you are a very empathetic listener the kind of vibe that you have in your conversations they are very calm they are very composed and you know you don't only hear things but you listen things like you know you actually try to get deeper into a conversation and i think not a lot of journalists do that so kudos to you for that and this is something we have gotten so so many times that you know ask us tikhe sawal pucho Uh, like th- this is this is this has happened to so uh, happened to us so many times and i like i could relate to you uh, for this but again you know the kind of decisions you have been taking they are again very commendable so again kudos to you ma'am uh, so i wanted to talk about one thing so i know a lot of people between the age of 16 to 24 and given the society that we live in after 24 as well there's a lot of sense of shame the feeling of shame some of it is self inflicted but some a lot of it is like you know coming from external factors your maybe your family your relatives your friends like you know or people around you and now i know that you have had your challenges with shame so do you think and like again in hindsight uh, do you think that whatever you did was it right and what are things you should not have done like you know when people around you let's say were shaming you right so what are things you think now okay i should not have done this uh, like you know maybe if i would have reacted in a different way i could have been you know in a in a better situation i don't know i don't think so i don't think so i could have uh, i very few regrets i have uh, i have maybe at this point in life i've come to peace or terms with what i happened how it happened and uh, so no but i don't feel any like i tried the time when i had shape i was having a very difficult time in my marriage and i hid it from everybody because okay. that was supposed to be not supposed to tell anybody and i think that was the biggest mistake i did hiding mm. uh, because of shame that you know uh like how can my marriage not succeed i took it on yes. me so had i been honest about it at that point had i accepted the shame maybe i wouldn't have put my sons through so much i wouldn't have put my family through too much because so by the time i got out of that 
I had PTSD. My son had depression. He had uh, symptomatic uh, dyslexia, uh, attention deficit. Uh, so you know, I came to my back to my parents' house, and I was broken. My kids are broken. So poor them had to at that age, you know, start looking after us. And but that's life. As parents, we all sign up for it. So I had to be the mother. My mother had my parents had to be my parents again. So. Uh, I think she needs to stop, and now I, I've, I try to fit in and I try to hide. Ki, you know, there was a time I used to keep my ring on just to pretend that I'm married, and you know, so gradually was I letting go of that shame. I am single. I can't help it. If somebody will not, uh, my childhood friends have stopped calling me to their homes because they felt that you know, uh, they just assume that it's a woman is single. She's a cougar on the prowl, and you know, she's. So a lot of things I had to face and accept, and I cut off those people from my life. I have very good friends now. I have friends who know me, my 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 uh, character, and who trust me, and who are who include me and my children in their life as we are, as we three are a uh, unit. So shame uh, was there, but I don't hide that I had depression, I had PTSD. Maybe psychology was my subject, so. Never took it as a this thing. So I was very open. Okay. If somebody asks, yeah, I try to commit suicide. I I be very okay about sharing, because we all have those moments. And in our dinner table, we sit and have discussion, and we be laughing. Oh, you're depression. Oh, you're dyslexic. So it's like it's and my son is sixteen now, and um, he's a wonderful human being who laughs at his own weakness. I laugh at my own weakness. So I think, up no shame. I think this is a amazing tip for people who are going through, you know, their sense of shame, because something that you said because you were hiding it, it made it bigger. Yeah. When you talk about it, it normalizes uh, your trauma or you know whatever you're going through. When you talk about it to other people, like they also sort of understand. But when you are not, you you know cre- you just make it bigger. And something that you said about mental health, how you had PTSD, uh, your your son had dis- uh, your son had dyslexia. So now I know a lot of people who are going through a lot of mental health issues. But first, they cannot identify. Second, they have this you know stigma of going to go, going to a therapist, and this is because of the society. So, what would you suggest for people, let's say, who are listening to this conversation and probably going through a lot of mental health struggles, but cannot open up about it, or probably cannot see a therapist because of the whole stigma and uh, you know the the the. the stereotype that if you go to a therapist then you are uh, uh, you you're mentally ill right so I just want to understand what would you suggest i would say just look at that uh, actor sushant kapoor sushant singh rajput sushant sushant so look at that guy he had so much money hmm. he had reached success he had love he had everything he had a family but he wasn't open about it and look at deepika padukone yes. she is open oh, yes. about it hmm. and look look how openness changes everything sure. we think that if people think we are okay that means we are okay our image in society is okay but end of the day you have to live your life with yourself and your close family and if you are not okay i mean talk to sushant singh's father and wouldn't he be happier right now if he had told uh, if sushant had accepted his uh, illness properly taken treatment even in a better way and you know the whole family had stepped forward and realized what depression is he would be still alive so maybe the loss is not uh, that big every time i mean I, my father would be happy that you know finally when i opened up that i cannot handle this relationship anymore and you know he became like my wall and he took over I me mean, i mean he might i might my doctor told if you continue like this i don't guarantee that you will survive and then your parent children will be orphans instead of you know mm-hmm. uh, so my father would be happy my mother would be happier that i'm there and it's a different life rather than me not being there at all so that's what we have to understand it is sometimes circumstances supposing you overuse your body and your knees runners athletes the knees work yes, yes. so if life has given you stress and your uh, hormones and your uh, you know you lose some chemicals in your body and your brain are uh, not able to cope that is what mental health is sure. so if you see it like that that's also a part of body absolutely is 
if somebody can't walk on their wheelchair and if somebody can't talk because they're sad so we have to see it like that and um, and once you accept your uh, all your uh, weaknesses you are a stronger person so uh, i used to be like you know full of fear that uh, i'm always going to be lonely that was my biggest fear in life how will i bring up my kids alone how will i manage them they're used to a particular lifestyle how will i sustain it i am not capable of earning i was a psychologist who went into social work i didn't know how to make money i did not know how to write a check or how to balance my accounts and think about investments and shares my son just made uh, some money on bitcoin so you know that's <laughs> not me my son so so it's just like i i remember reading uh, uh uh gurunan uh, since we're talking about osho and gurunanak there's i've forgotten what but it's about accept your biggest fears so i remember sitting down one uh, weekend and accepting that i am lonely and that is what scares me how will i do it all alone it's like as if i'm carrying my whole world on my shoulders and uh, when i accepted that loneliness that fear that yes this is me this is it it became easier because then it became a part of me that this is it this is who i am i'm not giving up my desires but for now this is what it is and i i look back at myself what i was 10 years from now i could not step out of my room i could not talk to people my mother would drag me to office and i would be like you know people used to not see the squirrel could not a uh, gurpreet kogi I did his first interview, and now I recently did his interview. He said, "Do you realize there's some people who are very nice to me initially?" Long okay, you have come he along. said, "I." He said, "Like you know, this girl could not ask questions. She used to hesitate to ask questions, and today she's having conversations with <laughs> us about everything." So I, that journey had to be. I think the work journey depends on your personal journey. So if you're not happy, it will show in your work. It will show in your parenting. It will show everywhere. Absolutely. Yes. So you have to find that. in a emotional calm place mm-hmm. so that you can function i think that's that's a process of getting more self aware so i do some pro bono work for uh, emotional intelligence and i think the first step always is to accept embrace and getting more self aware yeah after that you need to put in into action that's a different ball game but always the first step is to get more self aware uh, i have a question do you consider yourself as successful Hmm. It depends on your parameters of success. But comparatively, well, I'm independent. It's not like uh, success to me be be owning my own house, made of my own money, so okay. which I have not reached there. Uh, not been, uh, haven't been dependent on anybody to be contributing. Yes, I am. Success, I don't know. I uh, I had a very sweet moment uh, a little while ago. Uh, I was in the Singu border. My son had come with me okay. with the farmers' protest, and uh, we were walking. And I was for for an interview to walk miles, and he wanted to see. So, and people were looking, and like, mom, you're a celebrity. <laughs> so, like, so when he said it, and he looked at the, with me with this pride because he always called or he called me depressed. depressed what's happening so you know he makes fun of me so when he said oh mom you're a celebrity and i'm like okay so they are uh, when they look at me with this pride and say mom uh, look at you you've come so way you're making money and you know they stand up for me yeah it feels nice but uh, i don't know success i don't know it's too early to say so the people who had left you a few years ago like you know because you were single not fitting into their social couple social uh you know social places do they come back to you after you have gotten comparatively successful there are those kind of people but few i also understand and i am uh, realize that i will only keep the people who who make me happy who do not so I have very few good friends i'm not the party type of person who do not judge me or accept me for who i am and they've been with me all this time so yeah I know कौन use करना आता है who wants to use you who wants to use your uh, your success so I think I hopefully I've learned that lesson. A lot of people would want to associate with you because you are let's say interviewing top politicians you have been uh, like you you get a lot of limelight. Yes, you do. Right. So something another because you talked about journalism. Now I know journalism is a male dominated uh, like in you know, a field. Yeah, and I'm sure you knew it when you were getting into it. So what what was your like mindset when you got gotten into uh, journalism? Uh, 
journalism see my father is a journalist and this organized the newspaper is uh, started by him so yes. we i have hated journalism all my <laughs> life because all my dad uh, did was he was from a business family he left his family he started journalism all the time we see struggle 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 like i don't want to struggle and living in chandigarh and punjab all my life i was just hiding was we were the kind brought up my dad was only uh, keen on us reading and we we okay. had books for the best friends we had so and the books once you start reading and chandigarh brought up english books and you're living you're half western you're not uh, your clothes your no, chandigarh girls are very different and he was interacting with all the punjab and the journalism and you know all that and i never fitted in i he would just say he, by the end he was so <laughs> used to my rebelling and he's like he used to call me a gypsy he's like you know i don't know what to do with you so <laughs> i would be wearing shorts and there would be these panthak akali people coming yes, to the yes, house yes. and they would be looking at kishis and i would just say please hide that's all i asked would just hide <laughs> so my thing was just to get away from this city and uh, so when i came back and all i knew was uh, psychology and social work psychology also i left i work on torture and trauma but i got more into social work i've been running a ngo on child labor for last 22 years now i couldn't make money on i'm not going to take money for the ngo and live on that i didn't want to go that line so i had only option left ke ab join the parents business <laughs> so i came here uh, for the business side so my mother is okay. the one handle the business side so i started here as they taught me collections and advertising and then um, didn't know how to handle money like that so somehow i got into writing and uh, then i started writing opinion column chhota sa column hota tha okay. on women issues child human rights issues because that was what i had worked on so it was easy to write and uh, then slowly slowly politicians uh, didn't want to do so when i created my team so i would leave the political and the women issues for myself uh, political issues for them but then something happened uh, that that person who was handling politics wasn't there so now it's like ab to karna hi padega koi option nahi hai and i i have a lot of people had complained you are the most uh, you know anti social introvert editor nobody talks to people so then i had to come out of my shell and deal with everybody i was very happy going to the villages and doing talking with normal i was very happy at the borders and you know that most of karalo mujh se but talking to a politician and trying to figure out kya iske vich kya agenda hai why is it agenda and then they all come with do i have see i don't know i am only a sikh girl that's all i know i don't know whether i'm papa i'm a jat um there's so many cars i oh, thought yes. then finally i learned to touch papa and jat then i realized i'm more <laughs> so we were never taught that because my father was like very uh, followed guru nanak to the t okay so there's no this thing in conversation in our uh, house so even my son he's like uh, uh, singing jat songs am i you singing said uh, mama i said we not jat you know my papa but mama papa is a girl i said no papa is not a girl they are papas <laughs> so um, everything was very we were brought up very different tell my father you do not prepare for us to be here so it was not even male dominated it was working in punjab in journalism everything was not what i was expecting life to give me yeah, well again i can relate because so for the first 15 years of my life i was in a like small town called malod right and then i came to chandigarh so in malod i would write, i would speak i did not know any other language than like except punjabi so i'd come here i took admission in one of the schools like top not not very top notch but a good school and everyone they would you know speak in english and hindi and i would lock myself like you know i would not speak to other people so much i would only hang out with people who knew how to speak punjabi that was a very difficult time and then there's one point when you know it all turned because so there's this quiz competition rbi quiz competition I went to a, like a good school and I stood second. And there were like all the other schools around of Tri City, like you know all the top notch schools and everything. And I felt okay, probably I don't know their language, which is just a form of communication. Yeah. But does not mean that you know my intellectual level or the kind of uh, like skills that I have, they are you know any any way lesser than what they have, right? So that is my point. So I would read Champak when I was you know back ba- back in Malod. and here i would read uh, calvin and hobbes and you know all those archies comics and all those like top notch english uh, uh, you know childhood comics that's and everything that's how you learn and that's how your thought process changes i had i uh, spent two years just put earphones in my and listen to punjabi music that's how i brushed <laughs> up and thankfully i had done punjabi till 10th class okay so only aandi sigi but when you think in a language you know how it goes and uh-huh. it uh, 
now i'm messed up my english is messed up my punjabi is better than my english i think for me uh, so when aish got in touch with me okay you know, you know punjabi you can do punjabi interviews right so we started as a punjabi slash hindi podcast my hindi is okay because uh, like it's better than punjabi now but you know i just reflect on these things that now i i think in english as well right but now like you know the my punjabi is okay but i don't have that kind of vocabulary yeah. because the kind of people i interacted with all of them you know new english because uh, like i was in a place where we were like people from more than 10 countries living in the uh, same place so the only common language that we had was english right so now i think you know it happened for a greater good like i came to chandigarh uh like i went through a very sad phase for two three months when you know it was all okay i don't know hindi i don't know uh, i don't know english i just know punjabi people think that okay he's a small town guy he and the comments that social media commenting is so oh, horrible so they will comment on everything i don't know how men face it how much but women to matlab they love to so so because i'm a chandigarhian punjabi and my parents are from pakistan so my punjabi is very um, soft and uh, doesn't have any accent hmm. they comments on that so like but now i think people have gotten used to so again you talked about social media now i think social media has added so much to you know the degrading of mental health because now it's not only about uh, you know playing in the streets and everything now it's about how many likes you're getting on instagram and now it's about how many people are watching your tiktok now it's about you know what kind of comments you're getting so have you fa- because you are like you know you're a big deal on social media have you faced that kind of uh, like you know derogatory comments from oh, people coming in how do you deal with that i should get sad you you do <laughs> i used to <laughs> not anymore <laughs> then i got aggressive then i started fighting then i picked up uh, the gandhi giri vij please gal na kado yesterday i interviewed um, a uh, lady and uh, she's slightly controversial with all this lakha sana deep and all that okay. going on so she had some insights about one of them and uh, oh people were abusing i lost it and i wrote it i said i have never been so embarrassed by old men women abusing another they were abusing me but her another woman like that as like where is the punjabi where is the sikhism yes. where which so i don't know how sometimes uh, you know lot of people used to tell me that you need to go out on the real punjab you know chandigarhi and punjabi so you don't know what the real punjab is my father never abused uh, like jive ma pe ne gala hondi sade kash nahi hundi it was not done i am surprised that the sikhi that we been taught or the punjabi that we been taught it's like the only religion which gives equality to women women are so strong right. but then you see these old men sitting and abusing a woman and women abusing other women so are like where what are these these are just fake punjabis fake sikhs yeah i mean because we need to be better than so much richness in our, our religion and our culture mm-hmm. we need to be better than that so sometimes i do pick up fight but i know i don't get sad about them when i realize that forgive them for they don't know better so like that kind of attitude so when you interview a person like especially uh, like you know a person who is famous politically or even in in terms of business or anything like a person who is popular and i'm sure you study about that person before get going in, going to the interview how do you make sure that your bias does not get into the interview <laughs> <laughs> uh just wait up some people particular ideologies you know you just and because so yeah it be- happens before that happens. i'm sure you also have a inclination right of right course, or left yeah, and then if let's say if you, if you have an i'm not assuming but if you have an inclination towards slightly to the left and you are interviewing a person who is towards the right i'm sure the you know the conflict and the bias there has, is there is and people do say oh you she's uh, you know uh, to towards the one party or towards the other party um, i'm a human being i try my best so i try not to interrupt anybody i try to be the same with everybody but your questions become uh, i mean i'm a human being if it come in my expression but then that what can i do i'm not a machine so if it shows it shows but my always uh, thing is to let the other person uh, see so i have done some people who are ideologies i don't agree whose work i don't agree but who psychologists and you tries to find the good in them also and their reasoning why they did a particular thing 
what do they think and sometimes when you interact with people you realize that human beings from sare vahi aa jate na if they are from a particular ideology it doesn't make them bad so they are following their own even when farmers uh, issue so that's the latest issues going on mm-hmm. they are people who are on the other side but they are still human beings and they are following their yes. uh, political uh, ideology which they have been brought up so you can try to reason try to ask questions but they think this law is going to be good and i feel I mean, I'm not a farmer. I've never, don't even have a farming background. But what I understand, and what I do is, I feel it's not a good law. But if somebody across the table feels it's a good law, I did try to give them their, ask the questions and give them time to, you know, give their rest. Democracy here, rope it. Ke people will decide. The votes will decide. I think uh, so. This. It all boils down to, you know, we all have different perspectives. But now, because there is so much abundance of. content so much you know data so much things we can look up, look up on the internet i think we we need to do better that's what i think especially like but you need to understand we don't do better we don't we don't, we don't but do we better. very few to. people will research and very few people will actually want to look into facts people are so easy now we started a new this thing um, uh, fact checking thing in punjabi okay such a jhoot so try to at least figure out so my team has clear instructions so there'll be channels will be going live with thousand people watching with a fake news and like no you will not do it we might be going down that it doesn't matter we will not do fake news we will not do sensationalism we will not enter a husband wife's uh, bedroom we will not do those kind of things my di- biggest problem is interviewing women who have somehow come out got the opportunity to be out in the world and the world is supported them and still misuse that power that oh. that is a bigger challenge for me i don't know i get really upset because i feel it's very difficult for women to come out like here so i get very ups- upset my anchors if they try to use this so don't cry in my office i don't want like i'm i'll stand by them i'll support them whatever way they want raat uh, ko if they're getting late wherever to make sure their safety or in office if anybody are stand up with a girl you know men have a way this thing that we know better so yes. no the anchors have cried the cameraman will tell them no no we know better like no anchor is girl, the woman she you will learn to listen so there's lot of ways i support them but when they get weak and use the old tools no not a lot happening so now they've all learned to you know cry i will kill you it is important because so let's say there's a marginalized community like there's a very small chunk of people who have gotten out of like you know all the stereotypes they used to have now le- let's say if you are one of them you are representing you representing the whole community now if i know you and if you do something then my idea would be you know what you do to me my idea of the whole community is going to be of you know my opinion of you Like, you know, I create. I'll create yeah. a opinion of the whole community because of you. So you know, when I um, uh, uh, started working, um, men being men, they will hit on a single woman, and once the ring is off, you're a free target. I used to get really upset, and my sister said something very nice to me. She said, "Maybe you are there to, you know, set the standard. You know, maybe you are there to teach these men no." Mm-hmm. And I have reached a point when those very men, because I can't keep changing the men, the political structure or the work. They are going to be there. That's their position. But they've learned to te- deal with me with respect. Okay. The same men will talk to me, ask for my opinion, be good, you know, working relations, work, working friends, and they've learned to respect me. So uh, I think the the you always look for a bigger reason. It might be tough on me, but then. hopefully uh, you know that's the big greater uh, reason greater purpose ways. you have that mm-hmm. you have in your life so yeah so you know one thing that has like troubled me so much is the romanticization of this thing you know ki ha uh, women work for so many hours they are not paid and i've seen this you know let's say on mothers day people would romanticize this thing kyunki your mother works for like 15 hours a day yeah. and don't get paid i i i think that's wrong you, if you romanticize it it means that you know you're promoting it you're encouraging it and i think you know it, there has to be like equal division of let's say household work or all the responsibilities that you have so i just want to know your take on this absolutely but uh, you know that training has to start 
यंग इट्स नॉट स्टार्ट विद मैन दैट यूर इन लव विद यू एक्सपेक्ट की सडनली आके काम करना शुरू कर देगा सो वी लुक एट द वेस्टर्न मैन बिकॉज दैट इज एयर ट्रेनिंग इवन द गर्ल्स वॉट वी हैव डन हेयर इज दैट वी मेड अ गर्ल्स एज यूजलेस एज द मैन but then we have help so we get away with that but uh, as a mother yes i realized that i tried uh, my my sons know how to the younger one is a foodie so he likes to cook but the elder one also can manage they know i have my periods going on mama ki back dard ho rahi hai mama needs a foot massage so my son used to be very uh, uh, you know feel awkward be Pads to call it mm. mama diapers at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so now they they can very comfortably walk into a chemist and get me my sanitary napkins. So uh, these kind of changes, yes, they need to be brought up. Yes. So they know that okay, if I'm coming home and I'm tired, don't think that I'll you know order out or whatever. <laughs> Because or I'll tell my son, "Okay, I'm really tired now. Today you manage." so you make up uh, you have to get the chain but the chain needs to start with women more than men i think we take everything very easily we say acha it's okay men will be men that sentence needs to really go men will not be men yes. men will be what you make them and women will be what you make them absolutely i hope this reaches to more and more people because and i think that's beautiful the way you have taught your children about periods sanitary napkins about your sexuality uh, and there are more things that are not very often talked about marital rape uh you know if if you have any other kind of sexual orientation right so we categorize people as okay male and female but there are different kinds of yeah, gender yeah. so all these things but i want to know from you so you do, you already told that you know it has to start from your childhood so what are the privileges or what kind of education or what kind of uh, like mentality your children would have that you did not had when you were uh, when you were younger or you know and this would also like serve as a message for all the people in their let's say late 20s or you know the typical age of getting uh, like you know getting children so you know if they would like if this can impact even one person i think my job is done see i had a lot of privileges as a, as a child i can't say that because my mother had she had a way she would have brought me up very prim and proper okay. and uh, that is the dressing part and everything and <laughs> that comes from my mother my father he is a guru nanak follower like not a one line one word he would not follow him so for him to bring up as equal was his thing so he i never knew that i there's something wrong with me or like i'm the weaker sex i knew how to get my car service change a tire only thing was like acha raat ko nahi jana you know something so i wasn't prepared for the world that i am going to go out and i'm going to be the lesser one I remember uh, once in school somebody one of these men and he said मेरी माँ मेरी पैर दी जुटी है ये टिपिकल I whacked him on his face wow. <laughs> and he whacked me back and I was like <laughs> so so I had those kind of uh, fights I used to cycle to school so my father I tell him I said I am the problem that you have created because you made me so strong and even my sister we are very uh, strong characters we didn't know that we are supposed to cook and you know we are supposed to do somebody else and uh, khana aa jayega khana hi hai na it's not my job is my book been read <laughs> that is the most important thing so i uh, yeah but he did again he made us so strong and independent but then he did put boundaries so for my children i haven't put those boundaries of uh, religion of those things so them i do whatever you feel like doing the conversations and my father also poor guy he's got used to our weird conversations uh, so the conversation will happen about drugs also about depression also cross sexuality also uh, relationships also everything will happen and uh, we teach the kids that oh are you bisexual are you uh, are you going to be a cross dresser everything so those conversations that my father had opened up for us obviously in this generation they have gone further so i think i'm a privileged one well, so i ask a lot of people if they recognize their privileges and they've already answered that and i see a lot of commonality because so the place i come from like obviously it was very small town but the kind of mentality and the kind of culture we had at our home it was like beautiful and still like to this day i'm 23 my sister is 30 whatever i ha- have to do like you know i like my parents they said you don't need our permission you need your sister's permission 
so be it anything like you know if i want to travel abroad or you know if i want to hang out with people like want to travel somewhere like anything even if i am like you know starting a new podcast i i i'd ask my mom or dad okay should i do this we don't know just ask, ask your sister would you believe i've just gotten like my dad has beaten me just one time just one time and that was the time when i said something to my sister like in a bad way Okay. So that's the only time I've gotten a beating from my dad. So that's a Punjabi culture. I know that is how we are supposed to be. We, you know, daughters are not lesser than that. That's Absolutely. why you see strong women. So when these people, these things happen, I find it very weird. Okay, like so. Yeah, we are the privileged lot. Absolutely, and again, it's beautiful that you acknowledge your privileges. And again, uh, like one one of the few last questions I have for you. So you have recognized your privileges and. I know that you have used your privileges for a better purpose but if you can also tell the people because you were talking about your NGO and uh, now I've seen you as a like you know voice for the marginalized people marginalized communities so just want to understand how have you, you used your privileges for the betterment of the people around you I don't know if I'm bettering it just what makes me feel uh, I think you are you are being modest because no, no, no. is you see uh, uh, child labor psychologist say so my first job was in an international ngo where we were working on torture and trauma okay so uh, i've worked in these all these ashrams and you know setting up a torture and trauma and i've worked under really great uh, group of social workers in psychology international level pgi wale hote the so i've had really good grounding from there my own ngo uh, with a group of friends we started on child labor so work like that Uh, maybe life may were training thi and with the kind of parenting we had very loving childhood my parents are totally in love with each other i'm i in fact have a thing i want to start a the living here ranjas and i want to start with them because they love each other like crazy even now they are 78 and 80 and their mom had covid my dad was standing outside her window and you know looking <laughs> at her and they both like having yeah, romantic, romantic conversation yes. yeah so that is that is that i blame mitna and i don't have that love <laughs> i want that love so uh, it's just again privileges that we were born to i'm selfish also it's not like i do everything for the society and nothing for myself even when i started the ngo we would say you have to wear khadar so like, i'm not going to wear khadar i will wear my so you know i'm not going to wear the phase that i wore the darkest colors was when i was depressed okay so i love colors i love dressing up i will wear my valis i will put on my makeup i will look after myself you know so i have my selfish uh, i have my desires so i have done all that so and i think only reason i can write for any other person is because i have stood up for myself also if you don't stand up for yourself what is what right do you have to write for anything else so i my writings are i think uh, more uh, rebellious than my speech because when i speak generally interviews hoti hain so i'm asking the other person is what you see in whatever point of view have you write that and over the years uh, my writing has gone into like how can we change that and how okay. how we contributed to that mm-hmm. so even if it's talking about uh, i have talked about rape i think uh, uh, i got a award from a group of village women who said that nobody has ever talked about marital rape in our society so i have talked about issues which obviously men can't and they don't even understand that it's rape is not you know okay but just a guilty hogi yes like we have that so i don't know it just come from my uh, if if is uh, domestic violence if if it was child labor if it was think is mainly the things i've experienced myself also so obviously that from that's where it started and um, then you i don't know i think it's been my journey of listening to my heart whatever touches my heart so i'll be sitting there holding my pen reading the newspaper looking at news and talking to everybody till i find something that touches my heart and maybe that's one word that touches my heart and i will okay. write that so it's wo bahut hai ki mujhe duniya change karni hai wo kuch karni hai that is all uh, i think uh, let's not be in that much of uh, put that much importance on ourselves so that thinking that you know we are out to there to make a change like you know we can change the world or i am going to be the voice of the marginalized no i i think my purpose is just to be the right person myself in the process of being myself yes maybe i can do the thing which helps 
see where i stand on this on on what you spoke if you are able to impact one person there's a chain reaction that person impacts more people and there's a snowball effect and you never know how big it is like i'm sure because when you talked about marital rape like you know like you said a group of women they gifted you right so if you are able to impact even one of them yes true but the thing is i did not do it because i felt for their women i did things which felt me so let me be selfish and saying that i wanted to be happy myself i wanted to be that child who was so happy before life happened like the you know out of my parents they say i wanted to be that person who was so carefree and who did not care who did not have secrets who did not have shame so it was my journey so in my journey i have because yes. maybe i had I have had a, I, my family is like a very supportive, loving family. I mean, I I think my parents gave me birth second time when they let me cut this marriage off and come okay. back. So so many women will not get and left my mother. Maybe I still would have not got. She would say, "Koi galli bache hai, hunda tu chup reh, tu chup reh." And I was like, "Chup reh ki I was choking to death, and you know yes. that chup reh na was uh, not my thing. Ki chup reh kaise chup rahe hain." So it was basically I stood up for, and that also my father and my sister became my spine. Literally, I was dead person. I was my smile was fake, and everything. Oh, she's so pretty. She looks so happy, and inside I was just breaking. Choking, yes. so they literally became my spine and literally forced me to be the person i am so i think in this world today strong women are those who have life is given them no other choice but to be strong given a choice i would uh, still go and hide but then uh, when the responsibilities come Bigger on you responsibility. yeah your children's responsibilities Absolutely. that's uh, yeah so now uh, like i'm going to make an observation by the virtue of you finding your own happiness and you had a platform to write about it or speak about it just because of that platform a lot of people could relate to you and this is the reason you know they got inspired from you or you know they they got more more aware of what you had to share so i think it's a beautiful thing and the kind of or like because now you have a platform i'm sure you're going to use it maybe again for selfish reasons but the by the virtue of that a lot of people are going to get impacted Yeah. and the way you have made this transition you know like how you said that now all whatever you write is very action oriented like you know future oriented how can how can you solve it not only addressing the problem but also making sure okay this is the solution this is how we can solve it i want to know top 3 things that probably are society especially in punjab that you know something that they need to do right now like you know it already is too late i think but again what are things that a person has to do right now to you know solve like maybe starting from their own homes like what are things they need to do right now the fukrapanti has to go oh, yes. it's like we are living an image but reality is very different mm. and what has happened is i when i interact i realize that you cannot judge a person by their clothes or by their action because it's a habitual uh, image making process going on you cannot uh you know figure out who the person is and i think they need to not that i think the fukrapanti is the biggest thing that has got punjab and this this i am jot and i am this and very much i would uh, i recently interviewed some leader political activist and he said few things let me put the interview online and and i was like and never did dolle the himmat kakti nahi i am ready to stand by you and say what you but you not right will let me put the interview on because it was just slightly saying the truth and i'm like what is this all about mm. you come across as this huge uh you know youth leader and who cannot uh, stand by his own words if you say it in an interview and you know you said it own your words so i don't know this image and we're not even thinking about who we are so many people tell me that like you know why you not why why don't you listen so i rent a place with my friends okay except me all of our you know fans of i'm not going to take names but people who talk about guns and weapons in their uh, in their songs now so where i stand is that when you talk about weapons and you know mai goli chalati banda marta hai karta karta it normalizes that yeah and you won't so people i share my flat with they are like 20 plus but jo Uh, people who are like fifteen, sixteen, and when they listen to these things, like I don't see it. Like it's not very far-fetched that one of them is actually going to use it. 
ਮੈਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਕਿ ਯੂ نو ਵਾਟ ਇਫ ਯੂਰ ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਆ ਯੂ نو ਗੋਇੰਗ ਇਨਟੂ ਵੈਪਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਡਰਗਸ ਐਂਡ ਆਲ ਆਫ ਥੀਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਨਾ ਸੋ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਨਾਟ ਬਲੇਮ ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਐਗਜ਼ੈਕਟਲੀ ਬਟ ਸੋ ਦ ਐਲਡਰਸ ਯੂ ਨੀਡ ਟੂ ਲੀਡ ਬਾਈ ਐਗਜ਼ਾਮਪਲ ਐਲਡਰਸ ਹੈ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਥਿਸ ਥਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਵੇਅਰ ਹੈਸ ਇਟ ਕਮ ਫ੍ਰੋਮ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਡੋਨਟ ਸਟਾਪ ਟੂ ਥਿੰਕ ਰਾਈਟ ਨਾਓ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਨਾਟ ਪੇ ਮਾਈ ਮੇਡ ਔਰ ਦ ਹੈਲਪਰ ਇਨ ਦ ਹਾਊਸ ਮੋਰ ਥੈਨ 5000 ਬਟ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਗੋ ਟੇਕ ਅ ਲੋਨ ਐਂਡ ਬਾਏ ਅ 15 ਲੱਖ ਕਾਰ ਆਈ ਮੀਨ ਥੈਟਸ ਦ ਯੂ نو ਵੀ ਵਰ ਨਾਟ ਸੋ such social such uh, shallow people so that's what uh, bothers me i think it is the right word shallow i think it's the apt word for this so like we are done with the podcast i i just want one last advice from you for people who are going through a bad phase especially in their marriage because i know divorce is a huge uh, taboo in our society so not not everyone can get out of it right so i just want for these people who are who are going through these kinds of trouble or who knows someone who is going through these kinds of times what would you advise or what would you suggest to them it's not the end of the world if you fail in a marriage is not and i think the younger generation is much smarter i have uh, seen women who know when to walk out okay so uh, i there are a lot of people who still keep that and the pressure of society I think the best is that we teach our daughters to be independent and we do not bring up those frivolous kind of uh, you know valid I'll be honest valid I stay on for so long I've been married to a very rich guy who used to a very comfortable lifestyle and I knew I could not earn enough to sustain that lifestyle yes. not send my children to those those kind of schools and if you know I don't want to be a burden but in the end things got so bad and I was also so weak I mean I am weak the other person things will never change So first yes you have to be independent enough to you know have your savings and uh, be there that I can live with respect to want that and to be able to afford it or whatever it is so women's career should be as important as a man's career i think that's something has to be there and then secondly it's better to be lonely but peaceful than to be living in stress i would say like you know so this only be done me oh you have you stopped aging you look younger than you were <laughs> you know look 10 years back i have peace i might be lonely mm. i might be like want still hope, desiring or might be having to go to court and face cro- cross examination a lot of different things which i never thought i haven't had never thought i'll have to go to a police station to file a complaint so many things that you know which are very scary as uh, how we brought up but that peace is there and i i think uh, nothing uh, more important than peace right now. it's worth everything you're going through is it yeah i mean end of the day you're uh, peaceful you uh, at least now i have desires i was at the point i was just like living like a dead person uh was in the last week and again going through the i just know, want to go through the week as we get yeah just surviving so now at least i'm living right ma'am thank you so much for your time i enjoyed the conversation and the things that we talked about needed to be talked about we talked it today but i think we are already like 6 7 8 years late but i'm i'm happy that we talked about these things so thank you so much for your time thanks man. never late whenever it meant meant to be it happens so <laughs> there's no time for it but thank you so much uh, for coming over and i hope uh, i hope uh, it reaches out to somebody who make a slight difference so yeah thank if you. it does our job is done yes <laughs>